and welcome to the latest episode of the Racing Pod Blast with me, Tony Mack, and Ben Aiken from Narrowing the Field. And hope you all had a uh, lovely Christmas and uh, still have something left in the tank for the weekend's racing. Uh, we're off to Newbury on the pod, covering uh, three races from their Saturday card, including the Grade 1 Challow Hurdle. And then we head off to our usual trip up to uh, Wet and Wild Scotland uh, to close the show out with our football Trixie battle top, middle and bottom. Welcome along, everyone. It's racing first, as uh, as always. And the uh, Halloween... Tro- I'm not sure I'm pronouncing that properly, uh, Ben. You'll probably uh, dig me out there. Uh, trophy handicap chase from Newbury due off at one fifteen. First race of the day for us. Uh, ben, can you start us off uh, with that one? Yeah, I've no idea what that race is called, mate. <laughs> <laughs> the one fifteen, the one fifteen at Newbury fancy <laughs> handicap. Some spelling of Halloween. Somebody will probably point us in the right direction. Anyway, um, just the six runners in the race. Uh, four of them. Still very much unexposed over fences. Uh, other two very much exposed, but they are running off marks. It should see them competitive. So small field, but intriguing race, all the same. Uh, Martador sits at the head of the market. Yet to win for Venetia Williams in seven starts. But did win when he was racing in France before he moved over here. Uh, and he has been knocking on the door since Venetia Williams switched him to fences. Tried him with cheek pieces last time out, but they've been removed for this run. I did notice some interesting stats since 2021 for Venetia Williams runners. The run without any headgear after wearing cheek pieces last time out. And they're also that start a single figure SP. Uh, those types are six wins and three places from 13 qualifiers. 46% wins, like great 26 points profit. So it is a trick that uh, the trainer has pulled off successfully in recent years. Venetia Williams and Charlie Deutsch, they also hold some very strong stats in Newbury chases, especially with their horses aged nine or younger. Uh, with those types, they are 11 winners and nine placed horses from 26 runners, 42% win strike rate, 77% win and play strike rate, and over 68 points profit. So definitely some strong pointers backing up the chances of Martador in this race. I think the most interesting runner, though, is uh, it's probably Izara Dere for the Gary Muir Yard, a trainer who's obviously had a blinding festival period so far. Uh, the five-year-old is pitched straight in an open handicap company for his chasing debut. He also concedes race fitness to his rivals here. Offspring of his sire, Sindar, they can often need their first run over fences. Uh, they've got an 11% strike rate on chase debut, which then improves to 28% on second chase start, improves again on third chase start to 35%. So I'd be inclined to watch Izar Derry on chase debut here rather than back him, uh, with a view to maybe backing him on his following starts. But he's definitely an interesting runner, Izar Derry. Now, the two exposed runners, I'd uh, much prefer the Russian Doyen over Guy. Guy is one of those. Twisting Davies horses, I think it's just tricky to get a, a proper grip off. I've got loose prime conditions for him, but ultimately he's just he's one of those frustrating Twisting Davies characters. The Russian Doyen, he's a bit easier to figure out, however. Uh, if you look at him at Class C level or less in the October to February period, over trips of 2 mile 3 or less and when wearing no headgear, 
he is five wins and four places from 10 starts. He's also running from Mark some 18 pounds below his highest winning mark uh, and one pound below the mark he won over course and distance from on his last victory. Potential negative with the Russian Doyen, uh, his last run was his first run for 621 days, so needs to prove he's still got enough left in the tank to fend off unexposed horses at this level. Um, if he does, if the Russian Doyen still retains some of his ability, then he's got his conditions to go well. Uh, and whilst I do think he's a potential danger, um, it is the Venetia Williams horse, Martador, that interests me the most. And that's who I'm siding with in this one. Tony, who have you got? Um, with you, mate. Uh, definitely Marteta. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I can't have the Russian Doyen at 10, uh, I'm afraid. Or uh, Gooey. Uh, the eight-year-old uh, guy as well, or Gooey for Orvida Zen pet fans, if you remember that bit, uh, in Orvida Zen many uh, years ago, 20 years ago, blimey. And uh, that was the second series uh, when they came back. Uh, yeah, Gooey. Uh, but uh, Marte, uh, yeah, definitely for me, uh, the only one for me here uh, is our dairy bit interesting, Gary Moore, uh, owned by Tommy Moore, uh, Tommy Ware and Gary Moore as well. He's, he's got his name on the owner's uh, list there. But Marte, Venetia Williams won uh, two of the last three renewals of this contest. She didn't have a runner in 2021, so she's actually won uh, with the last two runners in this race. Uh, one with Fun and Bull Savola in 2020 at 9-2 to two and 12 months ago with uh, Gamaret. Oh, Gamma Ray, uh, we're at five to two favourite. Both were French breads as well, uh, as is uh, Marteta as well. So uh, she runs Marteta two to one. I've not backed it yet. I must admit, I haven't, I haven't backed it yet. Uh, it's seven race maiden, uh, not from three over the larger obstacles, but uh, second of eight in a similar contest over course and distance 10 days ago when uh, beaten favourite. And uh, the first time cheek pieces that day have gone. So, uh, yeah, Marteta for me, um, most definitely in the 115 uh, moving uh, an hour and 10 minutes later to the 225 the Mandarin Handicap Chase Class 3 Handicap over 3 mile 2 furlong Ben yeah what are you calling the Venetia Williams horse Marteta I'm calling him Martator Martator yeah 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 Martator Martator it's like switch Hitler I just look at it once <laughs> yeah, and then lovely me. Say what I see. Well, it's got the end of uh, commentator on, hasn't it? So that's what I've. Uh, ah, who knows? As long as it wins. Absolutely, uh, and, absolutely. Anyway, the, uh, the and thanks for the uh, um, the. Uh, I thought I'd throw me off there. I thought you'd explain something about the Halloween end trophy. I'm not got Scooby. No idea. <laughs> Don't care. <laughs> no idea. Brilliant. Brilliant. No idea. <laughs> um, yeah, two twenty-five. The Mandarin handicap chase. I know that one. Um, I've got a short list for the Mandarin of Atlanta Brave, Surrey Quest, Yes Indeed, and Shanty Alley. Atlanta Brave is a horse I noted last season as one to watch for when going chasing. And then I noted again after his chasing debut at Cheltenham in October. I came on ground that was probably a shade too quick for him. It was good ground that day. It trip probably wasn't enough of a test for him either. It was two mile four. It improved on that opening fifth. Uh, effort when finishing runner-up at Exeter next time over three miles on good to soft. Uh, this three mile two on good to soft with some rain forecast should be ideal for him also. And he's a horse I like for chasing the season and I do think his current mark of one two one 
should be comfortably within range for him. Atlanta Brave. Surrey Quest won comfortably last time out on his first start for Toby Laws. Tobes, and is still unexposed over fences after only four starts. Um, he should have conditions to suit here. In October to December, and at Class 3 level and below, he has three wins and a place from four starts. Also had a wind up since his last run. Should have more to come over fences. Uh, he's rated as high as 135 over hurdles, and he's currently 128 over fences. Sorry, Quest. And yes, indeed, now, he's yet to open his account for John Joe O'Neill in 10 attempts, but he's been on my radar for quite a while. Um, I do think his current mark of 125 is very workable for him. He started life over here off a mark of 142. He has placed off as high as 137, so currently got plenty of room for manoeuvre off 125. His best effort to date over here came at Newbury last spring, over 2 miles 7. He finished ahead second that day. Does seem to handle the track well because he's finished second on two of his three starts at Newbury. Only time he disappointed when they tried him over two miles at Newbury, which was far too short for him. Yeah, disappointed at Banger last time out, yes indeed, but that was on bottomless ground, so it's easy enough to forgive that run and he should be happier back at Newbury and away from very testing ground. And the, the other on my shortlist is Shanty Alley. Now, he ran second in this race of five pounds higher last season. He'll come on plenty for his seasonal debut run last time out. Uh, prime conditions for him as classy or below. December to February, I'm running off a break of 42 days or less. Under those conditions, he has three wins and three placed efforts from seven starts. So, no surprise at all if Shanty Alley went well in this again. But of that lot, I would very much be... An Atlanta brave man. Um, he's my preference in this race. But yes, indeed, and Shanty Alley are dangers at bigger prices. But Atlanta brave would be my main play in this. Tony, what have you got? Yeah, good. Uh, that's interesting. Yeah, I've got two more as well to uh, throw in the mix there to add to your four, Ben. Uh, and both at decent prices. Both trained by Pen, uh, ben Paulin. Uh, trainer won this in 2015 uh, with the 5-2 uh, to favourite. Uh, he's then saddled Treaty Girl, finished second at 12 in 2016. Nesta Park a couple of times in this uh, Mandarin Handicap chase. Uh, ben Paulin has readied. Uh, Nesta Park finished second of 14 in 2020 and uh, third of 12 in 2021. So, he does like, for some reason, a pop at this race, does uh, Ben Paulin. Uh, bow to greatness, he runs. Now, I have taken the 8-1 to one here. Uh, still is 8-1 to one on my screen. Uh, could do with some rain, fair play. Uh, must admit that. Uh, last seen in April, uh, when finishing second of 15 in a £56,000 uh, race, handicap chase, um, beaten one and a half lengths that day. And also Bangers and Cash, uh, who's 16 to 1. I've taken the 16 to 1. He is currently, uh, yeah, he still is 16 to 1 uh, with Bet365 and Ladbrokes. He's 4 from 9 over fences. Uh, and if you take out his last uh, run, which was uh, in November on Soft Ground Grade 3, uh, Jewish and Handicap Chase, um, if you take that one out, 4 from, uh, four from 8 over fences. Goes on good to soft. 
Uh, four from ten on good to soft ears. Uh, two from four in December as well, bangers and cash. And all four career, it must be said, this this is a negative, all four career victories have come on a right-handed track and Newbury uh, left-handed, of course. Um, and he is in first-time cheek pieces uh, tomorrow. So each way there, bow to, uh, bow to greatness at eight to one, bangers and cash at 16 to one, both from the Ben Pauling yard, who likes a, a little pop at this race. At three o'clock, Chalow Novices Hurdle, Grade one novices hurdle over two mile, four and a half furlongs. Uh, chatting to each other uh, before we got the uh, pod blast up and running. I think we both agree on this one, don't we? It's pretty straightforward. The three o'clock. Yeah, I think we agree on this one. Trio uh, trends to help narrow the field for this race. Fourteen of the last fifty winners passed the following three trends. At least one previous hurdle victory had previously run at least at Class 2 level and recorded a top three finish last time out. A strict application of those trends gives a short list of Captain Teague, Lukaway, Farnage, I don't know if that's how you say that, but I'm saying Farnage and Masakio. Captain Teague, one of the Ponicles representatives this year and he's won the past three renewals of this race indeed he's won five renewals since 2003 does like to target this race does Paul Nichols generally with a decent one he's won it with Hermes Allen Stage Star Brave Man's Game Denman and Cornish Rebel previously Captain Teague uh, already has a decent form on his CV he's finished third in the champion bumper last season he won the Persian Warren of the hurdle at Chepso and hurdle debut finished second in a grade two last time out at the Cheltenham November meeting. Uh, he was trying to give weight to the entire field on that occasion. He still posted a very strong uh, pro-form speed figure in defeat. And I'm actually a little surprised he's, he's not shorter than the 4-1-72. He's currently trading that. I think he's 4-1's all gone now, but 72, I still think that's too big for what he's he's done so far. Captain Teague. Uh, look away. Already has seven hurdle starts in his CV, so plenty of experience in the bank. Latest run being an excellent second in the Great Wood Hurdle at Cheltenham. A form strong strong. Uh, as third, fourth and sixth have all come out at once since. What if for him would be that he's likely to face competition for the lead from the other Nichols horse, Farnage. Uh, Farnage is three from three in his career so far and posted a career best last time out at Ascot. Form that has been backed up by the third horse winning a class two over fences on his next third part. But uh, look away in Farnage, they do look like contenders in this, but I have a concern that they might just take each other on up front. Um, and the final one on that trend shortlist was Mas- Masakio. He's run two tidy races over hurdles today. Uh, I won at Chepstone debut, close second over his course and distance at the start of the month. He uh, beat the Harry Fry train, beat the bat on his Chepstone win. That one came out and won next to him out and then finished a clear second behind the impressive Dysart Enos at Cheltenham December meeting. So some solid form is starting to build for Masakio. Could get involved at double figures maybe, but the one I am most interested <coughs> in for this is Captain Teague. I think he's been a lot more impressive than the favourite Wilmount so far. Uh, and that one, Wilmount being short at the head of the market, it makes Captain Teague a very appealing price for me. So Captain Teague, Tony, what do you think? Yeah, definitely, mate. Definitely, definitely Captain Teague for me. Yeah, Paul Nichols, as you say, Won the last three renewals of the race. Brave Man's Game, Stage Star, Hermes Allen, 
Uh, all three were rated between 139 and 143, and Captain Teague's rated uh, uh, right bang and smack in the middle as 140. All three were edge five as well, which is another interesting uh, little uh, trend to take out of it. And uh, Captain Teague, of course, is edge five as well. Hermes Allen, as you alluded to, Ben, he won the Hyde Novices uh, at uh, Cheltenham in November. Captain Teague finished second of eight in that race. Uh, coming into this race so uh, yes he does need to raise it up a notch for grade one level but I believe he can and uh, I think it's all about Captain Teague uh, for me I've already taken the four to one on that and as you say he's uh, seven to two now so uh, yeah definitely Captain Teague for me in the three o'clock Ben uh, right now it is uh, the bit of the pod you've all been waiting for of course got the horses out the way and uh, it's his top middle and bottom <laughs> footballers you cannot explain why you love it just happens chasing a ball around a park wanting one team to win against the other El Mahani Rayford oh jeezy peeps man before this week's selections Ben update from uh, the last episode please yeah last week Tony one winner Two losers, mm. minus four points. Mm. Myself, two winners, one loser, Ooh. plus 8.54 points. Uh, meaning overall totals are now me, plus 10.24, back in double digits. Tony, minus 16. Minus 16. Oh, it's dripping away, Tony. I'm falling um, quicker than Newcastle, mate. Falling quicker uh, than Newcastle. Yeah, I know. Oh, we're tired. We're very tired. Is that you that she's... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, yeah, I'll use that. I'm also injured as well, Anna. So no, you're it's a legitimate excuse. You're one at Scottish football. <laughs> That's the only excuse you need, mate. Don't worry. <laughs> um, my top middle and bottom this week is top Queens Park and Airdrie to draw at twelve to five. Both these teams have been struggling in recent weeks. Both have actually failed to score in their last two games. They've only won one game between them in the past 10 rounds of matches. Airdrie, the lowest scorers in the league, also the worst away record, but I don't think Queen's Park are playing well enough to take advantage of that right now. So I will go for them to board out a draw, Queen's Park and Airdrie. Middle, Cove Rangers to beat Montrose at 19-20. to Apart from a blip against Allo a couple of weeks ago, Cove Rangers have been in excellent form over the past 10 games. In fact, no team has pulled in more points than Cove Rangers in the last 10 matches. Montrose, on the other hand, they've been a bit hit and miss, especially at home on recent starts, so I will take Cove Rangers to win in the middle. And bottom, Forfar and East Fife did draw at 21-10. to At Forfar, they've been struggling at home this season, yet to win any of their eight home matches, drawing four, losing four. East Fife have only managed to win one, of their eight away league matches, drawing three, uh, losing four. And this just looks like a game that neither of them have the ability or desire to win. <laughs> so a draw for me here, which is Queen's Park and Airdrie to draw, Cove Rangers to win, and Forfar and East Fife to draw. Tony, what have you got? Good stuff from the uh, top end. I've got uh, Dunfermline away. I've got three aways, actually. Uh, three um, Dunfermline, eight to five away at air. 
from the middle, I'm with you. Cove Rangers, 19 to 20, away at Montrose. And at the bottom, the Spartans, at 6 to 5, away at Bonnie Rig Rose. It's going to be a close one, that, but uh, I think the Spartans can uh, nick that one away at Bonnie Rig Rose. So it's Dunfermline, uh, Cove Rangers, and the Spartans, uh, all three aways there. Uh, hopefully, fingers crossed on uh, on that one. Uh, many thanks for listening to the latest edition of the Racing Pop Blast. Uh, very best of luck with your betting at Newbury this weekend. You can catch me if you're an early riser and uh, catch the racing news. I think it's the only show in the UK that does racing news now. Uh, weekdays between 6am and 9am and you can catch more from Ben over on nowinthefield.co.uk Big thanks for listening this week. Have a great weekend. Uh, Ben's been very very, we're both uh, tired. We've had a busy week. Uh, ben at Kempton and myself uh, working on Leopardstown as well. So we, we're glad to see the weekend where we can uh, just raise a glass and uh, enjoy Saturday and Sunday coming up. And then, of course, looking forward to a fantastic day's racing on New Year's Eve. So uh, a bit uh, on New Year's Day. Uh, big thanks for listening this week. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the New Year celebrations. Uh, thank you very much for all your support in 2023. And we'll see you in 2024. Cheers, Ben. Cheers, Donnie. See you. See you, everybody. Oh, 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 oh,